0: We're live. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. He's Zach Kelberman. Zach, here we are Thursday. Garrett Bowles has officially been activated. And Calvin Anderson, see you later, Sonny. Got to go to IR for at least three weeks. It's kind of a bummer because he was just starting to get some momentum in the league. Yeah, but at least they're getting back Garrett
1: Bowles, their left tackle. It's looking like Bobby Massey after getting into limited practices now. He's going to be playing at right tackle. So it could be worse, you know, and uh, when Calvin does come back. And the injury, by the way, Chad, it looks season-ending when it happened. His knee got rolled back and rolled over. So the fact that it's only a three- to five-week injury bodes well for Calvin Anderson. But I'm mostly happy about them getting their starters back. They're going to need them against the Chiefs defense that can stretch them from the outside. They don't do much interior pressure except with Chris Jones, but they can rush from the outside when they do play well. And they're going to need the Broncos edge protection to be on point.
0: Most definitely. We might have a frozen Zach Kelberman or Scott. Is that me? That's Zach, right? Yeah, I'm good. All right. We'll see what's up. we've we've had a bad stretch of uh, luck relative to technology on Zach's end this week in particular. Usually, it's my fault when we have something go haywire this week. It's been on Zach's end, but let me just say some hellos here. Albert Knoppers, what's going on? Uh, I'll go ahead and take this version of Zach off so that the real version of Zach can come on. All what's right. up, bro?
1: You know my power is going out, Chad. I'm having, you know, short circuits going on here. <laughs> I don't know who I pissed off. I'm so sorry for whatever karmic. Uh, disruption I might have imposed on the universe, Chad, but uh, hopefully I'm here now and
0: uh, I'm staying around. Some Someone named Murphy and some yeah. Murphy's Law you yeah. might have violated. Listen up, Broncos country. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and blue wire network denver broncos football is finally back and there's no need
1: to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find broncos tickets anymore because tick pick that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price.
0: That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpickcom slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets Sorry, i was just bro. saying hello to to everybody albert knoppers good to see you give our best to michelle good to see travis in the house tar box that is he's like hey dude finally time to take down the chiefs all right we'll talk more about that today good to see donald Good to see Greg Smith, legendary, consistent member of our community. Ernie, Big Earn, as I like to call him. We even got Leroy in the house. What's up, brother? He says, I'm watching the Cowboy Saints game. Mile high salute. Well, thanks for keeping us on while you're watching it. We do appreciate that. Uh, Dave Glassman in the hizzy. Dave from Georgia. We got just about everyone we could hope to, to have in the chat tonight. Um, Zach, before we get to seeing what's on everybody's mind as far as topics, i um, I wanted to pull up here your article today. I know we touched on this in a previous episode this week. Cause I think Banjo might've addressed it. Was it, was it Wednesday? Might've been on Monday's presser, but the notion that Patrick Sertan's role might be increased, might be tweaked. Now you can tell everybody what the article, the gist of it is, but what I'm more interested in is if we're talking about roles for Patrick Sertan is, Hey, you want to cover a guy named Travis Kelsey who has killed the Denver Broncos over the last 11 game losing streak
1: I just hate how vague Vic
0: Fangio can be in his press conferences I think he looks at it like a
1: a tactical advantage but it really just confuses the masses Chad he's talking about uh Patrick Sertan I think you said it was Mac who asked the question of Vic mm-hmm. Fangio yesterday about Sertan's roles expanding you know he's compared to Champ Bailey Champ Bailey did play defense he did play some uh, excuse me special teams and offense as well, you know, pull double duty, so he was asked if Sertan can do that. Fangio immediately ruled out offense, he said no not offense. So the one area that you would want him to play if he had a pull double duty, catching a few passes, running a few routes, it could be fun chat, but when he was asked about special teams, if he ever considered it, Vic Fangio said possibly. And I'm not reading too much into it, but what can he really do for the special teams unit? He's not going to cover punts. He's not going to cover kicks. He would be more than likely the kick returner because Deontay Spencer is really ineffective. For any Broncos fan that's still a fan of Spencer's, I would recommend not doing that. He is dead last in kickoff return average. Also, conversely, the Broncos are dead last in opposing kickoff return average. They're only getting, I think it's 14 yards or kick return or 16. Teams are averaging 35 yards against them in kick returns. It's ridiculous. But about Patrick Sertan, He's a straight line runner. He's on a jukey kind of guy. What is he really going to offer? And does that little possible benefit outweigh the risk of wearing him down and or subjecting him to unnecessary injury? If he puts Patrick Sertan on a kickoff, Chad, and Sertan gets hurt, Vic Fangio should be fired on the spot.
0: <laughs> and, but you know what? It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. You know, I think if the Broncos fiddle with his role at all this week, it's going to be, as Donna tell kind of, I don't know if it was Freudian, you know, that he didn't mean to say it, but he was so blunt that I can only interpret this as being a very direct, hey, this is what we're going to do. On covering Travis Kelsey, who, guys, I got to tell you, I think he's played, I think he only missed one of the 11 games the Broncos have lost straight, right, to the Chiefs. I think he's missed one of them. He's averaging well over 100 yards per game against the Broncos. This is the guy that you got to find a way to take away if you're the Denver Broncos. So how do you do it? Who's best equipped to match up with him? Here's what Donatel said today. Quote, it takes all kinds. I don't know if anybody has really just shut him down, but you'll see Pat Sertan on him. You'll see Justin Simmons on him. You'll see Caden Stearns on him. We'll be sharing the duties on him. There will be times when he'll be doubled. Takes everybody. We have some quality guys that can match up with him. Close quote. So Zach, of that trio, three guys that have some serious talent, three guys who have made some big plays for this team this year. Maybe there will be some doubles, you know, in interspersed in how Fangio and Donatel attack the Travis Kelsey issue. But which one of those guys, if it came down to mano a mano, would you trust most to smother out Kelsey in the in the game plan? Well, you have to ask yourself, if you devote resources to Travis Kelsey, who are you taking away from? Who
1: is the other threat there? And that would be Tyreek Hill. And I don't think Sertan's the cornerback to match up with Tyreek Hill one-on-one, nor it, or the safeties. Uh, Simmons, you know, his uh, athleticism, I think, has been called into question a little bit, Chad. He's been turned around and spun around like Kareem Jackson. So to answer the question more directly, Caden Stearns, to me, has more versatility in terms of what he can do in the passing game not just as a box safety but as a free-range safety he has two picks on the year he's quicker to the ball it seems like he doesn't get too lost in coverage so if they're going to double Kelsey I would let Simmons kind of play the box role and I would put Stearns and Sertan on Kelsey hope for the best and know that you're not going to shut him out completely He's not going to have a goose egg. He's going to get his yards. Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, they're going to get their yards, but it's a point of containing them. Don't let Travis Kelsey get open and break free down the field for 60, 70 yards. Don't let him score three touchdowns and and, and single-handedly beat you. Keep the game in front of you. Keep the yards kind of you know, intact for the most part. And I think they'll be okay. But if for physicality alone, whoever is guarding Tyree kill, whoever is guarding Travis Kelsey, get on the line, bump them, be physical, be aggressive. Don't give a
0: cushion and let Mahomes settle into a rhythm. Michaela jumping in with an early super chat. Thank you from the Duchess. She's got a message here. She says, I'll say it pound the rock. FYI got the Jersey about an hour ago. All right, cool. Send us that selfie. She says, I love it. Thank you. Much love. No, thank you. You were the winner of the October raffle, and it's just the way things are right now. Like I said, we're not keeping these on the shelf because we don't know who's going to win. We don't know what size, gender, all that stuff. So once we know who the winner is, we put the order in, and right now, lead times. you know Hopefully, you guys anticipated this for Christmas, and you know if you're ordering on the internet, I mean, Amazon's pretty lickety-split, I guess, but there's a lot of uh, lead times out there, Zach, that are redonk. I mean, Chipotle's out a chicken, Chad. The world is coming <laughs> to an end, as we know it. It's crazy. It's weird, man. We'll grab uh, Colby here. Good to see you, Colby. And then we got a little matter of business to take care of. Colby says, please, Broncos, beat the Chiefs and the Raiders. Two shots at the Chiefs. Yep, one left for the Raiders uh, in Vegas, by the way. And two against the Chiefs. How are you feeling? I don't I don't want to get you, Zach, on the record because I actually want I mean you can say it if you've got a score, if you got a prediction, whatever is fine. But how are you feeling? What's your overall interpretation of the energies of this game?
1: Well, I just want to say, but you know, on my last point there, Michaela, you know. She's, she earns her Jersey chat. She gets her Jersey. And what does she do? She turns around and supports the show. Once again, Michaela, you really are the greatest and uh, we appreciate you more than, you know, uh, how am I feeling about this? Well, I don't think I'm the right person to ask because I can't seem to get the Broncos down to a, a <laughs> science chat. Every time uh-huh. I pick them to win, they lose. Every time I pick them to lose, they win. I'm usually, and so have you have been for years now, very accurate. You get a good read on the situation. It's tough though. You never know what Broncos team is going to show up. Um, I think I'm confident in the sense that they're going to give Kansas City a run for their money. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I don't think they're going to get boat raced. I don't think they're going to totally implode in this game. They're going to fight the Chiefs toe-to-toe at Arrowhead in prime time. They might come up short, but I think it's going to prove to a lot of skeptics that the Broncos have a lot of fight in them. Their roster is a little more talented than people think it is, and maybe Vic Fangio is a better coach than you and I and a lot of others have given him credit for
0: You know, I'll say this, all right? I think the Broncos are going to cover the spread. Right now the spread's been hovering between like nine to ten points, and that's about where it was, Zach, leading into that Cowboys game. Now, yep. there wasn't as much emotional baggage tied to that particular matchup, obviously, for the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys, but, and there is something to be said about that. All right. Um, one other little piece of housekeeping that we must get to, uh, Andrew Lampy, you're a freaking stud. We love you. Appreciate you. I have been on the road. So tomorrow, the little care packages and whatnot for the winners and the drawings from uh, last night's show, tomorrow they will be going out, just FYI. And by the way, if you have been named a winner of anything over the last two months and you haven't received, whether it's a jersey or a little care package or something, send us an email because I'm pretty sure I covered all the bases. uh, And not just the most recent, like not just last night, but predating that. Uh, But let me know. okay? Um, Zach, I just want to show everybody where we stand, because yesterday, of course, was day one in this brand new month of December. My favorite month of the year for what it's worth. Uh, And not just because it's Christmas, Zach, but it's my birthday. All right. I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, We have a goal on Facebook, 250,000 stars. When we reach that goal, we're going to raffle off a Broncos jersey of the winners choosing. All right. Just like we did last month. Starting off the the month, unsurprisingly, we're at one percent. So if we chug, we get out there, we can crush that goal and raffle off some jerseys, just like you saw Michaela getting her jersey today. And of course, the only people in the running for that, all right, are the people who contribute to the goal. And stars, by the way, guys, if you're on Facebook, it's a way. It's like a super chat on on YouTube. It's a way you can support the channel, the shows individually. Uh, here's the leaderboard for the month. Now we're early, Zach, in this month. It's barely day two here, but Andrew Lampy at the top. Lawrence Rivera, Andrew Baker, Travis Weber, Mike Reno, Johnny Martin, Mohamed Badri, Dave Glassman, Howie Frickin' Day, and Chris Hernandez round out the top 10 and then some studs uh, right just just outside the top 10. But uh, we'll, we'll of course, be monitoring that closely as the month unfolds. But shout out to each and every one of you. And also, Zach, quickly, shout out to Dylan Von Arks. Dylan, hope you've had a great start to your holiday season, my friend you and I need to get together sometime this, this month and have a, a conversation. Um, you've been just a phenomenal, phenomenal help to us. And we appreciate you.
1: Salute as always.
0: Dylan. Thank you. Okay. How, 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 how would you say this? I,
1: I totally butchered that just now. I wasn't reading it correctly. Sh- uh, Shuguki.
0: Shuguki. Shuguki. You do the super. <laughs> Kshuguki TV
1: 499 super. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, appreciate you, Scott, as an option in OFS, offseason. I think he's a better option than Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of uh, acronyms here. I feel Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are too costly to go get. Garoppolo for third. Desmond Ritter, again, hat tip, Scott, in the second round. And DP for head
0: coach. Dude, I would be the worst reading this super chat. Every five seconds, I'd be like, Zach, interpret. (laughs) So this was meant to be. I'm trying to figure out who DP is. I don't know why I'm having
1: a uh... Even Scott's gone. Mm. I don't know. DP. Uh, oh, Doug Peterson, it's got to be. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, let's right.
1: let's break this down by by person here, Chad, by yeah. down. What do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo as an option in the offseason? I'm with Miss you on me. that Miss already. Me.
0: Now, look, he's got some he's got uh an element of proven veteran wherewithal, right? Did lead a team to the Super Bowl. Um couldn't quite get over the hump was carried by what was a just phenomenally talented roster that year. And some of the best coaching in the league, obviously came up short against the chiefs that gummit. We were rooting for him. Let's go Niners. What happened? But I don't know, dude, I just, I'm over the pocket statues of the world. You know, like if you're going to serve me up a pocket statue, if the name's not Manning or Brady miss me because the league is trending towards the improvisers, the, Athletes that whose you know arm strength or their athleticism, they're commensurate. They're on the same level. That's what I want. I want to see the Broncos find a young John Elway type. Now that sounds like you know good luck, right? They they broke the mold on Elway, but by that I just mean a guy with an arm who can win from the pocket, Zach, but also has the ability to get outside the pocket, create, and I just don't see JG as being that. I mean, is he that much better than a Case Keenum? And you have to ask yourself that. I don't really think so. I think he's on par with the case. He's a a, a prettier thrower. He's a handsome SOB. This we know about Jimmy, right, Jimmy G. But the package might be more alluring. The product, the end result. No, this ain't Milan, Chad. This is the mile high city. I want a quarterback that plays well
1: on the field. In fact, for that third round pick that... Case Shiguki proposes here. I'd rather draft a quarterback in the third round. And I do feel that Rodgers or Wilson would be too costly, but so would Garoppolo. I I mean, I don't know his contract situation. Didn't you say he's under contract for one more year? I wouldn't want to take that on and give up a third round pick on top of that. So no, I'm with Chad on that. Miss me. I don't want another Band-Aid Case Keenum quarterback. Either you go all out for Aaron
0: Rodgers or you go all in for a young quarterback. It's really as simple as that. But, you know, if we're talking about stopgaps, I, at this stage, you know, far be it for me to go on a soapbox defending Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm going with the devil, I know. And at least with with Teddy, you know that there are some intangible traits there that are formidable. Whereas with Jimmy G, you don't really hear much about him being a leader. You don't really hear much about him. In ta- you know, Intangible wise, you don't really hear anything about him. It's all straight up measurables. It's all the the quick release, it's, you know, I remember when he was coming out of, what was it, Scott, was it Eastern Illinois? Wherever wherever the heck Tony Romo played, right? Isn't that where Jimmy G came from? Either way, Uh, it was, oh, we haven't seen a release this gorgeous since Dan Marino. It's like, well, okay, you hyped the kid up. It helped a little bit that he got his start in uh, New England, and in that system, when he got to play, won a lot of games, became valuable, but Outside of that one year in, in San Fran, Zach, I just don't see it. But if he can't cut it with Kyle Shanahan, Chad, what makes you
1: think he's gonna cut it with? Well, let's say if they bring back Pat Shermer, you know, I mean, the coaching is also playing a part in whatever good that Jimmy Garoppolo did. And even right now, I I know that Shanahan's getting a lot of crap and criticism, but they have a good running attack with Eli Mitchell. They have two good receivers in Debo Sam, Samuel Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, They have a good tight end in George Kittle, a pretty good offensive line. If you can't win with that, and they're drafting a young quarterback to replace you eventually in Trey Lance, I don't want that guy. It's Teddy Bridgewater all over again, or
0: Case Keenum all over again. Uh, Time for a different approach. And, you know, I don't think you're going to have to trade for him, to be honest. His dead cap is somewhere around a million bucks. He's going to get cut, guys. And then you can just go, you know, if you want him, you can go negotiate with him. Uh, The Aviator himself... No, I'm not talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm talking about Shane Daniels. What's up, big dog? He said, don't take this the wrong way. I kind of hope Melvin Gordon doesn't play so we can see a full game with Javante and then see what Mike Boone brings. I feel you, but wouldn't you want all your horses for this one? I mean, this is the game to really kind of, and this is something I'll disagree with, like Scott and Nick on the morning show. I do think this is a pivotal, like this is a breaking point game. If the Broncos lose this game, are they mathematically eliminated? No. Could they still have a decent shot at the playoffs? Absolutely. Math- as long as the math adds up, Zach, then yes. But from an emotional, spiritual perspective, I don't think this team that has teetered on the verge of, are we for real? Nope. We are uh, fool's gold. Are we for real? They keep doing this. If they lose a 12th straight game on a national stage to the Chiefs with first place in the AFC West on the line, emotionally, I don't see this team being able to recover from that. So that's why I think it's so important. I don't say that to put more pressure on this particular stage, Zach, because it's quite uh, replete with pressure, but I'm just telling you like I see it.
1: There's only so many times that you can use Narcan before your heart gives out. And that's what the Broncos did against the Chargers, Chad. Their season was on life support. They brought it back from the dead. They can't do that twice. Like we talked about yesterday, even if they lose this game, their record still indicates they're uh, in the playoff hunt. But psychologically, mentally, emotionally, how do you overcome another loss? This one in primetime, this one coming off a resounding victory where you have a chance to show the world that it wasn't a mirage, that you're for real. If they lose this game, and if they lose it badly especially, it could be it for them. So I agree with you that it's a pivotal barometer game, and I also argue the final barometer game they're going to have this year.
0: By the way, Jeff Noyce, you bet your ass everybody loves Michaela. I mean, is this the night of uh, rhetorical questions to end all rhetorical questions? Andrew Baker, what's good, big dog? A man whose braids I can really appreciate, all right? For real, I was a little bit peanut butter and jelly when we mix. I'm like, man, I wish I still had that freaking hair on my head where I could rock braids down to my butt cheeks like this freaking stud, Andrew Baker. It was cool to meet you, big dog. He says, so what could be the X factor or the key matchup for the win besides the obvious? Run the ball and good defense. MHH for life. Uh, I'll tell you, Zach, I think offensively, it's really two things. And I don't say this like you ignore Tyreek Hill. Of course you don't ignore Tyreek Hill. You can't ignore Tyreek Hill. They're going to use him vertically. They're going to use him horizontally. They're going to stretch you every which way with Tyreek Hill. But you're going to have double safety. I mean, I think Fangio is going to continue to employ that too high safety attack that has seemed to be the only thing to mitigate Mahomes the world beater right so you're going to have double coverage is my point on Tyreek Hill at least over the top so it comes down to me limiting Travis Kelsey and winning with four rushers getting to Mahomes with four rushers those are the two components on defense and then what more do you need to say on offensively Zach besides run the ball and score points finish drives with tutties that's it bottom line Yeah, I mean, you made the points that
1: are worth making here, and so did Andrew as well. Run the ball and play good defense, but uh, convert your red zone opportunities and goal-to-go opportunities to touchdowns and not field goals. You're not going to beat Kansas City with three with McManus. You're going to beat them with seven in the running game or the passing game. You've got to get in the end zone. Keep Mahomes off the field as long as possible. Run it down their throats, wear them down, get sevens on the board, and let the defense do the rest. If they can do that,
0: they have a good chance of walking out of there with, with a dub. And by the way, Scott clarified his take. He says, fight and lose a close one, Broncos will be fine. Get blown out, ship goes down. All right. Mike Reno, what's up, bro? He says, well said, Chad. I believe the players need this game really bad to keep that fire burning for the stretch run. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And just from an emotional perspective, getting that, even if it wasn't an 11-game losing streak to the Chiefs, Zach just being able to beat that 800-pound gorilla that's been at the top of the, of the mountain post-Super Bowl 50, just being able to get that win where the stakes are high. This isn't just you know week four of the regular season. Sure, every regular season game you want to try and win, don't get me wrong, but you're now in the middle of the stretch, or the beginning, I should say, of the stretch, and you've actually got stakes this time beyond just pride, which is what we've had to live on. Right. Following these Broncos the last five plus years is playing for pride by the time you get to December because the playoffs wave bye bye. This time it's on. And uh, Michaela says, Happy birthday, Chad. All the best and many more. Thank you very much. My birthday is not till the 11th. So we got a few more days, but I do appreciate the preemptive uh, on that. So, Zach, that's, uh, that's the bottom line.
1: Pride. What pride? It's been a long freaking five years, Chad. You know, there's been some solid flashes of of decent play and close games against Kansas City, but close doesn't count in the NFL. A loss is a loss is a loss, just like a win is a win is a win. I think they need this one if they really want to make the playoffs. And you talked about their fire. The problem with the Broncos is they'll have a raging fire, and then it goes out as fast as it sparks, Chad. And then we don't know when it's going to come back, but it does randomly. It came back last week, but it went out the week before that against the Eagles. It came back against Dallas before that, and the week before it went out again. So we don't really know what Broncos team we're going to see. But if we get the Broncos team with that fire, that's all they need if they want to cruise out of there with a W.
0: GLP, as we like to call him, Gary Leeds Palmer, says, Hey, Broncos country, beat the Chiefs. Uh, Jeff Noyes, and thank you, GLP. Jeff Noyes wants to know what the weather forecast is. I don't know, but the last I checked, it was just looking like kind of a chill autumn. I know we're now, isn't, aren't we officially in winter now? I can never keep track of when winter, I when don't the think seasons that. begin. Either way, it's not going to be like the snow game of the last two years. I don't think there's going to be any weather. I'm looking here. I can pull it up real quick. I think it'll just be cold. You know, it's going to be dead smack in the in the Midwest in uh, early December at night. I don't know, probably somewhere around 30, 40 degrees. But I don't expect, from what I've checked on, Zach, there to be rain, sleet, or snow.
1: I mean, I have my weather app open right here to Kansas City. Sunday, cloudy, high 61, low 36, so no snow, no rain, not overly cold. I mean, this is a perfect Broncos, perfect football game, honestly, Sunday night.
0: Look who it is. Josh Shadow reached out uh, to me a couple days back saying, hey, sorry, As we'll read his super chat, but I'm, I'm back in the in the saddle, and here he is saying, hey, guys, been a while, been fighting some personal demons and finally starting to get my life back on track, but we are going to end the drought on Sunday. I won't be able to watch, though, going on a short vacation. Sounds like you deserve that vacation, big yeah. dog. And uh, as someone who has vanquished my own uh, little set of personal demons on the sh- on the shoulder, right, trying to steer you wrong, uh, much love and, and respect for that. Can't only guess what it might be, but keep a stiff upper lip, big
1: dog. Everyone needs time to get their mentals right, you know, as Marshawn Lynch said, you know, and Joshua, I hope you have the best vacation and you kind of reset and, you know, find yourself once again. We're rooting for you. Anything we can do for you, Josh, let us know. Reach out and we'll take care of you. It's
0: great to see you back in the chat. All right. Um, Dave Glassman, by the way, we're grab Naj. Dave goes, Scott, why are we always late in the evening but right on time in the morning? You're looking at why. These dudes on the screen, we just struggle with being on time. It's just, it is what it is. Mad respect to Scott and Nick and all the other shows, by the way, on time. um, We just, it's tough. It's tough. Naj, dude, love you. By the way, Naj, you won um, a care package from i i was just listening back because i was i'm trying to get in the ducks in a row of anyone that i might have missed from the october giveaways what a catch you want a care package but i never got an email from you with the with your details that i could find so i just need you probably ordered merch and stuff before it's hard for me to find that information so just shoot me an email He well, says hey bros appreciate you broncos will play well this week i believe love it love the optimism and You know, one thing Scott was talking about this morning as I was listening to uh, Broncos for breakfast that I really, that really resonated with me in terms of, you know, just making sense, found myself kind of nodding along. And that is that uh, the Broncos, I mean, they're the underdog. They are so grossly the underdog that you can go into Arrowhead if you forget about the water under the bridge, if you forget about the 11 game losing streak, Zach, and you go in there loose and confident and just having fun. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we may die. Like, hey, this is it. What you know, no big deal. Let's go. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, you know, they're this big uh favorite, and everyone's a lot of people, hey, Mahomes is back. This is the Chiefs. We know they're gonna go all the way. Like, they're the ones that have to manage the pressure. They're the ones that have to really manage the expectations. And that's not to say that there are no stakes, but I think that's that same kind of energy, Zach, that same kind of spiritual magic that Denver somehow tapped into in that Dallas game. They need to find a way to be loosey-goosey, confident, intense at the same time in this one, and I like what Mike could unfold.
1: I think you just hit the nail on the head there, Chad, referencing the Cowboys game, because I was going to say – The last time the Broncos were uh, this heavy of an underdog was that Dallas game, and no one gave them a chance. Everyone thought they were going to get run out of AT&T Stadium, but they were the ones doing the running out of Jerry World, and the same thing could transpire if we get that Broncos iteration on Sunday night at Arrowhead. I'm not predicting a victory. I don't even think a victory is overly likely, but they damn sure have a chance, Chad. If they bring that fight, they bring that Broncos team with them, that mentality, that energy the game planning, the coaching aside, Chad, just the intangibles they've displayed in these victories. There's a big, um, it's it's a, it's a result that you can trace. When they play with energy, when they're prepared, they win. When they're not, they lose.
0: So that's going to actually unfold, I think, on Sunday night. Duke, good to see you, my friend. How have you been? It's great having you. Appreciate you. He says, uh, yo, Zach, watching the Dallas game, I like Kellen Moore's play design that can go a long way. Kellen Moore is a name that the last, you know, since week nine, basically for Broncos country, Zach, he kind of, his name kind of lost some of its luster, but I don't think it should. I mean, coaches just like players can have a bad day, especially if players don't really have a good day themselves, right? They come out a little bit flat collectively, but I still like him. Am I convinced he's the next greatest head coach? No, but I love him as a candidate, as an option. I mean, yeah, he certainly had a bad day against the Broncos.
1: Every team, every coach does. Uh, But if you look at his overall body of work, your mouth is still salivating. And, uh, Duke, I don't know if you're you're trolling because you made this comment when it was 0-0. I don't know if that's a sarcastic kind of bar, but – Uh, Michael Gallup just made a tremendous touchdown grab in the corner of the end zone to take a 7-0 lead. So what he can bring to the table, I know he has a great quarterback and a great supporting cast, but you mentioned it, if you're being serious and genuine there, the play designs. I mean, what you see in one game is more than Pat Shermer has done in two seasons, and it's so refreshing and and eye-opening to see another team utilize that. So that's what I want in the Broncos building. doesn't necessarily have to be Kellen Moore if they pivot off of Vic Fangio. I just want to bring a new... Innovative offense, a refreshing, you know, scent buster, Chad, inside the walls that have been, you know,
0: not aerated in quite some time. Word, Dave, jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. Shout out to Scott on the ones and twos. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We, uh, we love and appreciate Kennedy. Uh, Lando, don't call me Calrissian Lee in the house. One of the coolest names all time, Lando. Bro, thank your parents. Have you ever seen, uh, uh that's my boy with adam sandler and uh what's his name andy sandberg is it andy sandberg anyway great movie raunchy as all get out but freaking funny as heck he named his son the character you know uh, adam sandler's character was a famous kind of like child celebrity and burnt out and you know whatever and he named his son he had a son at like 14 or whatever so he raised this kid by himself at 14. It's a whole funny comedy story. All right. But he named him because he was a child still. Basically when the kid was born, Han Solo burger kid, his last name is burger, <clears throat> but he named his boy Han Solo. <laughs> Love it. You've never seen that.
1: No, if Andy Samberg's in it, I'm not watching it, Chad. So that's probably why you like, like Adam him? Sandler. Nah, can't do it. Lonely Dude,
0: Island. Can't do it. You gotta, you gotta give him one last chance in. That's my boy. Trust. Trust Cameron Wappen, what's going on, brother? Um, also, the other one, seven seven uh days of hell or something. Have you seen that? The HBO about mm-hmm. the two tennis guys, and it's got uh Andy and uh Jon Snow from Game of Thrones as these two tennis icons that are It would going violate it. my rule of no Andy Sandberg in my bro, house. So, bro, funny <laughs> as heck, too. All right, indubitably, I'll give you one chance, dad. If you're gonna give me one, it's That's gotta be. Boy. That's my boy. All right. Okay, I'll do it. Cam Wadman, watched the game last week. Mile High is amazing atmosphere. Rodgers or Wilson? I would prefer Wilson myself. Depends on what you value right now. Um, Wilson obviously has Rodgers beat in, in the age department, right? But Rodgers has the more accomplished, I think, body of work. Um, Rodgers has also become somewhat of a controversial figure, Zach, after everything that went yeah. down with him. And the virus, not that that really matters much uh, in the grand scheme of things, probably, but still, what's your answer for camera? I mean, at this point, I think Russell Wilson's kind of breaking down. I don't know what's going
1: on with the finger, what's going on in Seattle, but he's looking like a shell of his former self, and it might just need where... Uh, it's a change of scenery that he could, uh, you know, re-spark his career, but Rodgers is still playing. People forget he's the reigning MVP. He's playing at an MVP level once again, Chad, and they're trying to manufacture this bad press against him with the with the CV, I almost said the word, the CV toe, uh, everything, his immunization and all the vaccine stuff. I don't care about that. If he can ball on the field and keep my team winning, you know, in contention for uh, a number one seed in the conference, I'm going to rock with that quarterback. It's not my preference. I would still like George Payton to find the young guy through the draft. You mentioned getting your own young John Elway. I'm right there with you on that. It's about time to go to that well, scout the quarterback, develop the quarterback, and have your own long-term franchise guy. Don't just buy another
0: team's. Scott doesn't know who Andy Sandberg is. There he is right there. You recognize him now? Okay, all right, just making sure. Uh, just making sure. All right, moving on. Moving on. I'm a movie guy. What do you want me to do? All right. I love movies. Okay. Um, I don't even remember why I even referenced that. That's my boy. Oh, Hansel, Yeah. Han Solo Okay. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's grab Travis. We're about, we got to start doing the head to head here in just a minute, but I just want to grab one more here from Travis. He says, since they aren't using Mike Boone on offense, why not put him, him in at that returner? A
1: great. Uh, as bad
0: as Spencer is, it might be an upgrade. What do you got to lose at this point? Nothing. So instead of using Mike Boone, who you signed, who you're paying, who is healthy, who's getting no
1: use, who is Philip Lindsay's replacement because he's a better running back and more explosive, you're going to let him rot on the bench and you're toying with the idea of making your future all pro cornerback a kick returner. You're going to take a defensive rookie of the year candidate and expose him to injury. I mean, I don't know if it's to placate uh, Tom McMahon or because he doesn't like Deontay Spencer now, but that's a horrible idea. By Vic Fangio. Terrible.
0: Colby, appreciate you. Triple C. Triple C in the house saying, I'm starting to think we need to have a lead, even if it's a field goal, or we just don't have the fire. So he's saying if if the Broncos don't get out to an early lead, the fire doesn't come. I don't know. If you can... I think it was the second game last year, the Broncos with Drew Locke inexplicably did get out to a modest early lead. And that was the game... Right of the two, wasn't it the second game that was relatively close? Um, but I'm talking Chiefs here. Either way, there might be something to it. The Broncos just simply have to start. This has to be the game, Zach, where they it's complete performance, right? As far as like turnover margin, balance on offense, feed your studs. Like this would be a good game to remember the fact that you have Cortland Sutton still on the team. You just <laughs> paid him an extension, yeah. like yeah. feed this cat. Feed Noah Fant, feed Javante, like distribute, feed Jerry, all right, get the ball to these stars you have that, I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers, Zach, with this supporting cast and your jaw just hits the floor, like imagine what it could be. Let's go, Teddy. I mean, it's got to be the Dallas game and I agree with you. It's got to be all three phases, you know, even
1: in that game, Chad, they recovered a fumble, uh, a punt. Block that went the other way for him I mean everything the ball literally has to bounce the Broncos way and I'm not treating the, the the Chiefs like there's some godly team who can't be beaten obviously they've taken a step back this year and, and they're they are vulnerable unsusceptible but they're still very very mighty compared to Denver and they're proven compared to Denver and we have or the Broncos you've got to give all 60 minutes come correct from the opening minute Come with that intensity, come with that fire and that passion, be prepared, go out there and execute, don't make mistakes, and you can put yourself in a position
0: where you can win. By the way, Scott, no, we didn't get Cody, and I've got him right here, so we'll grab Shane Cody, and then we'll look at some head-to-heads. Shane says, KC is beatable, their O-line is suspect, their pass game is inconsistent, especially if you can get Mahomes to hold on to the ball. My biggest concern is our O-line, they need to be aggressive and consistent. You know, I think they'll have a little bit of a shot in the arm getting Garrett Bowles back, who, you know, went from being kind of the little bro that everyone was kind of trying to shield from all the hate he was getting to, you know, when you bring home a second team all pro accolade and you get paid, all of a sudden it, you rise up and he's kind of become, or at least he fancies himself anyway, a leader on that offensive line. But just having a guy that you know is your former first round pick, got paid, all pro, all this, that should be a shot in the arm. But I don't know. We'll see about what, what did Fangio say today about Reisner? Let me see. (coughs) Pardon me. I don't think he did mention Dalton Reisner, Zach. but even if you don't have Dalton Reisner, whoever that interior trio is, man, you just, they just gotta, this has to be the game for them. I assume, pun intended, shot in the arm with
1: Bowles coming off the CV list, so that was very well played on your part. Yeah, you know, they do need to be consistent, and regardless of Dalton Reisner's um, status, I think Natani Muti could be an upgrade on him, honestly, at left guard. They gotta be aggressive, but they gotta do their jobs, and they can't let Chris Jones blow by him, they can't let Melvin Ingram blow by him, Uh, they can't let the pass rush get home, or Teddy to get sacked, obviously, or... The running game, that's where I think they have to step up the most. I mean, be maulers, be road graders in the ground game. Get Javante going. Melvin at less than 100%. Get him going as well. Take the pressure off Ted Bridgewater. This game starts like where last game started, in the trenches. If
0: you can win there, you can win the game overall. Uh, K. Shoguki says, I'm turning 29 on Sunday. Can't wait for the game. That's rad. Happy early birthday to you, big dog. Cody Dub says, "Sucks to say it depends on what Broncos we could see play an OK game. They could come out and get stomped, or kick the Chiefs right in the mouth." You said it, bro. Vic Fangio doesn't want to admit, Zach, that the Broncos have a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. Whoops, throw that back up. That was my fault. Complex, um, but they do. Oi, boy, ninety. There, uh, that's what I thought. I'm like, if it's oi, it's got to be Josh it is what's good big dog he says uh my guys rogue theory here another guy had my old youtube handle thus the change all right cool most people don't even know what oi boy might even mean unless you come from punk rock uh just spent a month and two days in the hospital yo glad to say i kicked the viruses ass that's dope Bro, why didn't you let us know? You should have. I mean, you had bigger fish to fry, obviously. But shoot us a freaking DM. Let me know, dude, because we'd have been putting some vibes out for you. Uh, he says, "What you think, boys? We beaten KC. Great to see that you freaking vanquished that bad boy, big dog. And thank you for the love.
1: We hope your toes are uh, all good. We appreciate you, Josh. Uh, beating Kansas City, like we just broke down. It's certainly possible. And I, you know, Chad, I feel the most confident in the last couple years going into a Kansas City matchup as I do on Sunday night. Not just because they won necessarily last week, but because of the talent they have on this roster and the fact that the talent is starting to blossom now. You see Javante coming into his own. You see PS2 coming into his own. The defense seems to be gelling a little more and clicking a little better together. Um, it could be fun, like we predicted before the season, even with Teddy Bridgewater, even with Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer as the coaches. With this level of talent on the roster and the talent they've since added, like Kenny Young and Steven Weatherly, I mean, who knows
0: what could happen? But it starts on Sunday. All right, let's start our head-to-heads because we're at 41 minutes, and we got to keep it pretty tight tonight because we were – Late, my fault. In case you've never been on a Thursday night in-season Huddle Up podcast stream, green signifies top 10 ranking, while red signifies bottom 10. And if it's black, well, you guessed it. It's right in the middle. Your Denver Broncos are 6-5 and against the 7-4 and Chiefs. And the Broncos come into this matchup well ahead of the Chiefs in turnover margin. The Broncos have taken the ball away one time more than they've given it away. They're plus one. Meanwhile, Zach, the Chiefs have given it away seven times more than they've taken it, so they're minus seven in turnover differential, and the Broncos remain one of their rare top ten rankings on offense. I, I you know, I categorize. I guess this is really a offense and defense stat because even though it's the offense possessing, if the defense isn't doing its job, take you know, getting the the opponent off the field, it's hard to really pump this number up. So this is a sign of a complimentary squad but the the Broncos are ranked 10th in the league possessing the ball 31 minutes and 24 seconds and the Chiefs right behind them, two spots behind them, at 12th but first things first Zach before we get into offense how do you interpret this on the Chiefs side this minus seven business
1: it's if you've watched the Kansas City games it's a lot of bad luck because so many passes have been off receivers hands and been charged to Mahomes Um, he's been also playing at a poorer level, making a lot of stupid throws, Chad, playing hero ball that's not working out, whereas it would have worked out the last couple of years for him. Um, I don't know. You know, you watch that Kansas City offense, and they're completely out of sorts, but it's looking like before the bye week, they were getting things together. We have to hope, though, that the, you know, we talk about the good Broncos showing up, but the bad Chiefs have to show up for the Broncos to win as well. That would be nice.
0: What I've noticed about Mahomes this year, is when you play coverage and manage to generate even modest pressure with four and he has to hold on to the ball a little bit longer he's he's getting greedy he's taking more chances that in the past not to say that he was some conservative I mean obviously this dude is like the playmaker to end all playmakers but what I mean by that is when he gets greedy he's scratching at things that aren't really there. He's hoping to kind of force situations and teams have been able to exploit that Zach because they've played really disciplined coverage and they've managed to, for the most part, get home with four rushers. But if you start trying to blitz this cat, be careful. Um, Offense. Let's take a quick look here. The Broncos. Hey, this is, this is actually a modest improvement Zach. They're look at all the black here. We're used to seeing not, but red, for these Broncos offensively, they are middle of the pack, 20th in uh, yards per game, 18th in yards per play, 21st Ooh. in points per game. What happened? No, I'm just saying it's like that's that's what we're getting excited about considering how bad it's been the last couple of
1: years. We're happy that they're 20th in yards per game, you know, and 18th in yards per play.
0: 20.7 uh, points per game is what the Broncos are averaging compared to the Chiefs. 25 and a half points per game. Rushing, the Broncos are the 14th rushing offense, averaging 114, and the Chiefs are right behind them, 112, we'll say. Uh, Passing, the Chiefs are the fourth. Broncos are the 21st. And the Chiefs, by the way, in those yards, or in those metrics, second yards per game, uh, eighth in yards per play, ninth in points per game, net rushing, middle of the pack, passing their fourth. And then we get down here, Zach, where things start to get interesting on one hand, a little bit concerning on the other Broncos have only been picked off seven times. That's the sixth fewest in the NFL. And they've only fumbled the ball five times, lost them. That is, uh, which is tied for the ninth fewest total giveaways. They have given it away only 12 times. So they're tied for fifth fewest giveaways in the league. Meanwhile, the chiefs have 11 picks, 11 lost fumbles, 22 total giveaways, ranking them only one team worse than them. Zach in being loosey goosey with the ball, But here's what's crazy. Most of those giveaways were, what, the first seven, eight games of the season? They've kind of tightened things up of late before they hit their bye. And then last thing here, sacks allowed the Broncos. Look at the red. We don't like this. They're 31 sacks they've relinquished, tied for 24th uh, most, uh, or tied for 24th in the league. Third down percentage, Zach, they're still in the red. They have climbed a little bit, you know, going – what was it last week, Zach? Eight for eleven, I want to say, on third mm-hmm. down. Yep. You know that helped them climb a little bit, but they're still below forty percent, ranked twenty-third. And then the red zone, even though they went a perfect, uh, I think it was three for three in the red zone against the Chargers, they're still ranked twenty-six. That's how bad they've been, averaging uh, or converting just fifty-four percent of t- of red zone possessions into touchdowns. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, they've only allowed twenty sacks. That's tied for sixth. A third down percentage, Zach, they're converting 51%, no one better than the Chiefs on third down. But in the red zone, surprisingly, they faltered. This is another metric where you have traditionally expected to see green. So how do you interpret that?
1: Well, I mean, you want to know the genius of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Rechad and all involved there. I mean, they're having a down season, yet they're still number one in third down percentage. They're still, if you scroll back up, They're fourth in whatever that was, passing per game. They're second in yards per game. They're eighth in yards per play, ninth in points per game. That's a down season for Mahomes and Andy Reid. So it really goes to show you how good they are at their respective jobs. But uh, it comes down to how the Broncos do in the red zone on offense and in the red zone on defense. They have to score points, and here's my John Madden impersonation for the evening chat. They have to keep the Chiefs out of the end zone to win the game.
0: (laughs) Do you also have a uh, John Madden impression, like a true impression? Like the, uh, what's the guy? Caliendo, I can't Thank do you. it. Dude, that guy's John Madden yeah. gets me and stitches. All right, let's go to the defense. Um, the Broncos, plenty of green here. This is encouraging. And that hasn't always been green, by the way. They've really solidified things. Um, even in that, the couple of games over the last quarter of the season that they've lost, net yards per game, this is the ninth ranked defense. Uh, Points per game, they're third, relinquishing 17.8 points per game. Net passing, Zach, they're the top 10, or 10th ranked, I should say, passing defense, relinquishing 224 yards per game. Middle of the road, but just outside, I guess, the top 10 as a rushing defense, allowing just 106 yards per game. And then interceptions, here's here's where I have been frustrated with Fangio's defense from the drop. They have always struggled since he's been in Denver, Zach to take the ball away. Yeah. Um, but they're, they got 10 interceptions, which, which ties in for 12th Pat Mah- or Pat Mahomes, Pat Sertan, you know, you take away his two from Sunday and they're probably still, I don't know, low end of being in the black fumble recoveries, only three tied for 28th. And then before we keep going, I want to, let's just take a look at the chiefs. Now you got to keep in mind, as you look at these statistical rankings for the chiefs guys, they have really turned the ship around defensively all right so this is still the fumes the after effects of just how bad they were early in the season but as it stands they are the 23rd ranked defense in yards per game uh points wise they are 20 or uh, 13th allowing 22.7 points per game rushing they're 15th passing they're 24th picks they're worse than the well, they're tied with the broncos fumble recoveries Uh, They have five, so two more than the Broncos. Takeaways, they have 15 total to Denver's 13. Sacks, they have 19. That's another problem for them. They've really struggled to get pressure, period, end of story. There's only, what, five teams worse than them in the league? And then on third down, here's where we want to really compare these two defenses. The Broncos are 28th on third down. They've climbed a little, but... They were, I think, last week, weren't they 30th? I think they were 30th on third down. They've climbed a little because they improved against L.A., and they're now top 10 in red zone, Zach. But look at the Chiefs, 13th on third down defensively and 23rd in the red zone. They're allowing touchdowns on 65% of opponent trips inside the red area. Here's my worry, though. The Kansas City
1: offense is number one on third down and the Broncos are 28th on third down. And you know yep. what, to, to your point, Chad, for the most expensive defense in the NFL with the mastermind Vic Fanju at the controls, to be 18th in takeaways and 13th in sacks, I, I think that's kind of a disappointing out, output. For what we had in mind on paper, even with the injuries and all that's gone on. But yeah, they're gonna really have to uh limit the big plays, obviously. But you know what? Looking at the Kansas City defense, if you scroll up for a second, they're averaging giving up, I think it's six point yeah, six point oh five yards per play. There is no reason why the Broncos should end up in second and sevens and third and sixes. This game, they have to be second and two, third and three, even if that, even if that they shouldn't even need to get to third down against this Kansas city defense. So that's going to be the tail of the tape there. They don't really do anything overly well. They're 24th against the pass and 15th against the run and, but 31st in yards per play allowed. They gotta move it vertically, not horizontally run it down their throats and set up easy
0: situations. Not these long, elaborative drives, Chad. Look at all the green. Dave Tobe, dude. Hats off to this cat. Special teams, I mean, the Chiefs, I I think, are still just the best special teams. They're not ranked first in everything, but because they're top 10 in literally every statistical category besides field goal, Dave Tobe, dude. Hats off to him. Meanwhile, the Broncos are there on punt returns, but hey. I, all right, guys. I like how we have to close it
1: out every week on special teams because they're always that bad. There's always so much red, and every other coordinator is always so much better than what the Broncos have. But Dave Taub versus Tom McMahon
0: is not a fair fight at all. Uh, we do have to kind of close things out a little bit early tonight. So one last one from the Oi Boy 90, and then we got to go. Okay. We, uh, for our official predictions, guys, wait till tomorrow the mile high round table. We like to, we've slipped a few times this season's Zach. given an official prediction on Thursday nights, but the mile high Roundtable table tomorrow uh, will be published by about lunchtime. And uh, you'll see, I'm, I'm feeling good, but I'm still not quite a hundred percent sure. I haven't fully wrapped my arms around how I feel about this game. So I'm kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit, wait until as late as in the week as I can to fully kind of say, all right, going out on the limb. Here's what I think is going to happen. But, uh, anyway, Josh is sick or not. I turned I tuned in to watch y'all when I could, I listened to all the pods I missed while doing physical therapy. You guys helped me come home. Thank you. Great to hear. Great to hear. So glad that you are home and so glad to have you back with us. My friend, congratulations. And, uh, you kicked its ass. Congrats. All the best guys. We got to go though. All right. Thank you for spending time with us tonight. Um, tomorrow you've got dove valley deep divers saturday you've got broncos book club at noon all right mountain time followed by mile high insiders and then zach and i'll be back sunday first though with kelberman's corner if you are a supporter on facebook you'll have access to that oh. at halftime and then of course the gut reaction it's going to be a late night for a sunday zach because the gut reaction is going to come at freaking a wee hour of the morning because it's yeah. a sunday night but kayaka jumped in at the 11th hour thank you bro says, non-football related, but I need a virtual hug. Uh, Bad day. My 2000 Camaro got hit today while she was parked in a lot at work. What the frick? Uh, Had to come see my boys in Broncos country. Dude, what the heck happened, dude? How does that happen? Someone just like back into it type deal? (laughs) That sucks, bro. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Just know that you're the man. You know this. You're undefeated. This too shall pass. You'll overcome it. Hopefully, was it just like a hit and run where you didn't get, was there, is there insurance involved? Someone paying for this? What happened? I would need more than a hug.
1: I would need some bail money, Chad, if that happened to me. But Kayaka, you know, your karmic uh, intervention will, will you know, precede you here. You'll be just fine. Like Chad said, you are the best and we appreciate you. And we, you know, we're getting some hugs already from Dave. He's hugging Kayaka over his car. So, It'll be okay. It'll get straightened out, and the world
0: will always balance out. But anything we can do, let us know. All right, guys, we really do have to go. So, Zach, if you wouldn't mind yep. getting us out of here, and then uh, I'll, I'll pull up Facebook.
1: Appreciate you guys. As always, hope everyone has a great weekend You know, before the Broncos game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. In the meantime, until we see you guys next time, be sure to follow the pod on Twitter. At Huddle Up Pod, you can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. Also, HuddleUpPod.com, guys, right now and get your swag. Get yourself a Football Priest hoodie. Get yourself a Mile High Huddle hoodie like Chad's wearing. A trucker hat like Chad is rocking right now. A lot of things are at that store. Pick it up now at HuddleUpPod.com. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Hit that big blue button. Chad just talked about Coverman's Corner on Sunday. We also have Trickle Zone and Broncos Book Club each and every week. Three VIP shows right at your fingertips if you become a VIP right now. Big blue button at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile Huddle pod. Different page, but like that page and follow that page as well for more about the brand. And if you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some aforementioned swag each and every single month. But if you can't do any of those things, do these three things that take literally three seconds. If that subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the
0: MHH channel helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans. Just like you. Amen guys. Here's a shout out to the Facebook supporters throwing down stars. Here's how they finished tonight. Shane at the top, Andrew Lampy, Colby, Andrew Baker, Dave Glassman, Joshua Shadow, Lando Lee, GLP, cam wadman claude riley mike reno much love and respect to each and every one of you much love and respect to every one of our super chat superstars from kayaka to michaela to cody to you know who you are we appreciate you josh great to see that you uh, are back in the saddle big dog and kayaka reach out to me let me know what happened dude on uh, twitter we'll talk but uh, as zach said give us uh make sure you like the video small thing you can do to help us out in a big bad way and hey yeah, dude in a big ramp turned in, turned too tight. Dude was stand up and came and found me all in the. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you for the clarification. And uh, we'll see you guys Sunday. Appreciate you guys.
1: Kayaka, a lot of people would have just hit and ran you. So at least he came forward and's talking with you and communicating with you. So that's good. Chad, have a great weekend. Kayaka, have a great weekend. Scott, everyone out there who tuned in, have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday for the Gut Reaction Podcast after Broncos Chiefs. Take care. And as always,